0: What the flip, Lamb goaters. It's your boy, Lurk. I'm the host of the Van Flip Podcast, and welcome to the show. You know, over the weekend, we had our two-year anniversary. That's right. We've been doing the podcast now for two years. We are in episode 49 right now, and I have to kind of make a little announcement. Me and Alex had decided to do a special kind of episode for episode number 50 to commemorate our two years of doing the podcast. So we're going to have like a ask me anything kind of questions uh for Lamb Goat, for Alex, for me, whomever you want to ask. We'll also talk about our favorite episodes over the years. I'm going to invite JP on. Uh He's the camera guy, uh, but he's also been with me on, I don't know, most of the podcasts that we were doing outside of the pandemic. He also has done a couple episodes with me during the pandemic with a couple bands. So that's been cool too, but we're going to get all that situated and we'll be able to do that next week. So be on the lookout, uh, check lambgo.com for the ask me anything or the poll to, you know, find out which um, I guess what we'll, we'll do is I'll create a poll is what I'm saying. I'll create a poll and then you guys can vote on your favorite episode for the last two years. So you have 49 episodes, including this one to kind of choose from. So that's neat. Also, there's going to be some kind of announcements, per se, on that podcast. So definitely tune in next week. And on that note, if you're a returning listener and you're listening to us week after week after week, we greatly appreciate the continued support of the show. We hope you keep coming back forever and ever. We'll keep making these as long as you guys keep listening. And if you're new to the show and this is your first time checking out an episode, hey, what's up? Take a look around. You like what you see? If you dig the content, definitely go ahead and hit the subscribe button or give us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. It greatly helps us out in the algorithm world of the podcasting. And the last thing you can do to help us out being new around here is share us with your friends. Tell them you listen to the Lamb goat podcast and you'll love the Van Flip. And speaking of Lamb Goat, if you're ever on that thing called the internet, make sure you visit lambgoat.com for everything hardcore, metal, and for, every, for all that. Just visit lambgoat.com. Follow us on social media, give us a like on Facebook, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lamgoat. Head over to Lamgoat's YouTube page and you can check out all of these episodes in video format plus bonus Lamgoat content. While you're there, make sure you hit the subscribe button and that alert bell so you're always notified when we release new episodes of the Van Flip and Lamgoat content. And if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity, L-U-R-K-C-I-T-Y. And on this episode of the show, I am joined by David Bland. David is the drummer for Full of Hell, but he also is the mastermind behind Jarhead Fertilizer. And Jarhead just put out an album last month, Product of My Environment on Closed Casket Activities, so go check that out. Now, before we get into the actual episode, I want to go ahead and shout out David and tell him thank you personally for coming on the show that week that we recorded this. I know he had a bunch of stuff going on with his family and personal life that he didn't really have to take the time out of his day to talk to me or to be on the podcast, but I greatly appreciate it, man, and I know that life won't ever be the same, but it will continually get better, and I hope nothing but the best for you, your family, your bands, and your projects, and with that being said, let's start the show. Oh yeah, what's this?
1: I feel this. Oh yeah, this is that. Oh no, perfect. Oh, no, 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 no. no!
0: Wham presents. Band Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome back to the show. I am once again joined by a guest. Today, I am joined by David. So it is the David and David podcast, because my real name is David, but I go by Lurk. Your name's David, and you go by Jarhead, from what I hear. And you are the front man for the band Jarhead Fertilizer. And drummer. And drummer. Okay, so you're one of the... uh, you one of those dual-role kind of guys. Do you have the Britney Spears mic?
1: Uh, no, I don't have that. We're working on something, maybe, though. Maybe something cool. I don't know. So, I would love a hands-free mic, but, you know, it's never it's never like that. It's you, always it's always like the just, mic will be flailing, like, far away while I'm trying to still play and like catch it, you know? But interesting. It is what it is. Struggles.
0: <laughs> it's the struggles of life. Yeah. We just had on... Uh, I'm trying to remember which band. Gosh. We just had on... I don't know. We had a drummer on recently and he was the singer too, previously in the band. He was doing vocals or something like that. And he had a Britney Spears mic. That's why
1: I asked. Oh, I love it. I love this. There's plenty of bands that pull that off, you know? It's like, it's, there's plenty of bands that pull off and it's all like Nocturnus, you know, Mm the drummer. He's Mm -hmm. got a full on Britney Spears mic while he's ripping. I love that. It's, it's so interesting
0: because uh, the only time, I guess the only time I really ever saw that in like the scene and this was like way early on, so I haven't really been paying attention, but From Modern to Ashes had, you know, their drummer. I remember seeing them when they had a a legit singer, like a legit front man and the drummer yeah. singer, but I, I think at some point the drummer just took over altogether, but
1: you don't see it that often. No, 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 it's never, it's never, but there's other bands that do like a, you know, like, like a mask situation, like Lightning Bolt, he's got like a, Ryan Chipponnell's got some like crazy mass Mm -hmm. deal going on with like a telephone receiver. I think it's pretty cool. How how hard is it to like
0: do both of those things? Are you the sole vocalist or or the main vocalist? I'm like
1: main main vocalist. Okay. Uh the guitar player Sam, he does like some like pitch shifted vocals on the new record. Um and then our, our other guitar player, he also does um, some, Brandon, he also does like, uh, some of the vocals, but his is pretty different than mine, at least vocal sounds. But for me, for the most part, I'm doing mainly all of the vocals.
0: Cool. And how much of a like, workout or how strenuous and how hard and difficult is it to play this style of music, which we'll get into, but to play this style of music and handle the main vocal duties?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like, it's a different, it's insane. It's a completely different from just playing drums. Like my other band, Full of Hell, we, uh, that is, I mean, it's hard because that one's a little bit more technical, I feel like with the drumming. But when i like go into a show for Jarhead, it's like compared to Full of Hell, it's like, it's so different just because like, you're like literally like gasping, you know, nonstop for air while you're playing. It's like I'm blowing air out while playing. So it, to get those two to like work together and be on time, it's pretty crazy. I give it up to some of like the guitar players that are doing vocals and stuff. I mean, I know you're not like running around and stuff like that, but and like just to think and do vocals at the same time and like try to remember lyrics is is a whole another game, you know. It's well, like, I
0: think I think the same could be said about playing drums. I think a guitar player could say the same thing. I feel yeah. like it would be it would be a little bit more difficult
1: there's definitely a little bit more of like uh, physical demand for it. You know, it's, it's, that's definitely there more than, you know, the other side, but it's hard. It's hard. I definitely, but like, you know, a few, few days in the tour for Jarhead, I've noticed that it's like no problem after that. Then I notice it's like way more comfortable. I get like easy. I mean, I'll be losing weight, but it's like, it's, it's good, you know.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, do you, you have to, do you work out prior to tour to get ready for that?
1: I, I usually work out a decent amount. I'm like, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty up on par with keeping shit, at least, you know. Uh, it just depends. It just depends. Unless I'm not unless I'm some tours I'll go in the tour like I've been partying for a whole month, you know, and then I go in the tour like that. And then sometimes I go in and I'm like, oh I'm so fit, I'm ready, you know. I just whatever. My life's up and down. Yeah, it just <laughs> depends
0: if you know, Mercury's and retrograde or something like that. And mm-hmm. if you've been a mm-hmm. night yeah. owl or not. Um so <sighs> What I mean, the last kind of, the last kind of release that Jarhead did was because this is your debut album, which te- which technically comes out tomorrow when we're recording this, but it's been out for a couple of weeks now, and I'm sure you're getting all the accolades for it at this particular point when the listener is listening to it. But um, what's the big difference between the debut record, like the sound of the the style, of the debut record compared to your previous singles and splits?
1: It's like it's very it's very different for sure. Yeah. Um, The last release was six years ago so the band has like just been slowly evolving um basically the band started um like i said just a side project of mine really where i wanted to start something where i wrote everything in the band uh so
0: when you say everything like all music in in all
1: like every single part of the band i write so it's like lyrics you know all riffs all the just you know curated i'm not they those dudes they add some stuff you know just like to things i present to them and everything but it's it's it started really as my like my baby basically you know my project it's just a long slide of full of hell just something that i really write everything but um full of hell was doing so much at a certain point in time i mean for the last like a long uh, last 10 years it's been really hard yeah. so it's for jarhead to like keep active was difficult for me just with different Parts of my life going on, and everybody else in Jarhead too, just different things happening all the time. So, six years is a long time, and people were definitely like on me to get because the LP had been written for like three years, maybe before it was recorded. But people, and it finally got to a point where, like, uh, I guess I got annoyed enough where I was like, all right, I will go record the album so everybody's like happy, you know, and it's definitely the best decision. I knew I would do it, but it's the best decision I ever made. And I'm glad people were kind of like
0: pushing
1: you on up my ass a little bit about it because yeah. it got done and it, it, it came out exactly how I wanted. But the, the music is pretty, the older stuff is definitely much more flight, like straightforward grind core kind of with yeah. the more like noisy aspect of it, of maybe like iron long, slightly like kind of, um, you know, influence power violence and with like some West coast style as well. Um, you know, but the new the newer stuff is much more like of a death metal influence for sure. Um, yeah. There's still some grind influence, definitely a decent amount on the record, but compared to the last stuff, um, it's it's definitely like pretty. You know, it's it's different for sure. It's definitely a deep, it's it's a little. I mean, everything's in the same tuning and everything. It's just that it's it's a little heavier for sure. Yeah. Um, I think. This is definitely the music we want to play. We used to play with two bass players. So there are our one guitar player, Brandon, he used to play bass as well. So we were one guitar player, two, vote, um, two bass players, and you know me playing drums and doing vocals. But as time went on, I mean, we just decided to go with two guitars. It just sounded way better. Uh, and I'm glad for this record, it's the first one with two guitars rather than two bass players. I'd like to be in like the ignorant aspect of having two bass players and one guitar player, but... Yeah in like the reality setting of sounding like I guess a good band if I even care about that. <laughs> uh is that's that's where, you know, we had to get two guitar players, at yeah. least for this record. it was a good it was a good decision for sure.
0: It's curious as to why you would arrive at having two bla- bass players anyway, like sonically. I mean, granted you just kind of admitted that the ignorance part of it is part of the allure to you guys, but <laughs> like would one guy just cover the low low ends and then one guy cover the high low ends? One one dude goes? had
1: a cleaner tone. One dude had like a very ah. much dirtier tone. So it was definitely a lot like bass heavier driven music. It was basically, I mean, it's more of like an influence from like man is the bastard or something in the early day, but we still wanted to have guitar in the band as well. We did make it work as best as we could. It just sonically was not the best decision. I think, um, I, I people liked it, and people were like, Why did you get a two guitarists? but I'm glad it sounds it's it's much better a yeah, hundred
0: yeah i can uh, agree to that i've been been listening to it um, for the past like day and a half uh since the uh the p r people gave me the record then uh but you have a couple singles already out that probably people have already been listening to um mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the name off the top of my head without looking at it, some like nark
1: silence the narc
0: silence the narc yeah and then you got um guys product of my environment that's the yeah. uh title of the album is it not
1: yeah it's the title of the album yeah
0: i'm doing really well pulling these out of the top of my head so the third yeah. one God, i'm trying to figure it i'm trying to remember Ah, uh, yeah okay we're gonna pass on the third one I, i'm blanking on it baptized by fire baptized by like... fire yes that's the one uh is that the oldest one that you guys have a head out
1: that's the first one. That's yeah. the first one. Yeah, yeah.
0: I definitely noticed a, a drastic difference in sound, not in a negative way or a positive way, but definitely they're two different kinds of situations. Granted, like you said, they're six years apart. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Also, my
1: voice, I got deeper, so I can't really do highs like I used to. I got all the old vo- like vocals are like shrill high vocals, mm-hmm. and then like something happened, without like being very inactive in the band and not doing that for a while. I mean, it just like, it went away completely. And that's cool. I mean, maybe it'll come back. I don't know. I, with practice, I guess, but it's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much just, it's all I can do, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. lows. <laughs>
0: there's a little, yeah, there's a, even a little bit of like a black metal kind of vibe to it. Then there's definitely grind core parts to it again. And I think a lot of that comes through in your drumming, actually. There's a lot of, like, blast beat-styled, you know, uh, stuff going on on the drums. And the, to where, like, the guitars may not be playing traditional grindcore-type music, but, you know, there's nuances all over the place of those three big genres.
1: You know, Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's definitely – I mean, there's definitely an influence from everything. I don't know. For me, writing everything is also, like, sometimes songs start just with drums, you know, without, like, the riffs being – fully written so like beats will be there but the guitar part isn't necessarily what i'll have or like what i want at that time and it will be like tweaked in my head until it like gets perfect which is like slightly different because i think some of the times like this album is much more groove based um because i think most of it just starts strictly with like drums that i want to a certain style of riff that i have in mind maybe the riff isn't fully written yet so like sometimes like play, things will have like the drum part and the riff will be like half written and we'll still practice for like a long time until like, it's like fully like, Oh, I want it to be like exactly this. So it's kind of cool. It works in like an odd way, which I think most bands don't operate on sometimes. All right. And do you guys, Some ask- my favorite records are written just by drummers, you know? So it's like, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you being a drummer, I think that you would kind of lean that way in, in general.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, there's, there's something special maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, so when you, when you say you write the whole album, do you, do you write it with other people? Like, do you bounce ideas off of other people or and are there other people, the people that you have had, uh, that you have in the band per se right now? Or, cause when you, when, do you record it yourself as well? Do you record all the instruments yourself?
1: We, re- we record as a full band. Okay. We record as a full band. Um, I, yeah, because like, I don't want to, it's not like, I never try to make it seem like it's like, just like, like just my band or like these guys give like, push out of the way because everybody like plays like a pretty important role at this point in the band and it's like these are like we're we all grew up together so like we're like the you know this is like the best friends band like everybody everybody loves each other in this band and it's like it's just it was cool to start that like they'd be that way from the start basically and um um yeah but those dudes i mean no it's they they add stuff as well like they'll they'll like Especially, like, you know, the guitarists, they'll bounce kind of, like, weird, you know, um, just different harmonic parts off each other and stuff like that. So they definitely add the things that I, like, present to them. You know, I like to think of, of it as, like, a Thin Lizzy situation mm. more so, where it's kind of, like, you know so giving everybody like a stripped down part and like it kind of builds more and more onto each time they practice kind of of deal you're just giving the building blocks to everything
0: like the foundation that everyone's building on top of that
1: but also i mean no i never they don't really like i mean we bounce ideas off each other and if anybody was ever like no i don't want that to sound like this or i don't like that i don't like that riff then like totally we wouldn't do it you know uh So, I it's not like, but I luckily they don't hate my ideas, so that's what's cool.
0: (laughs) How did you fall into like, because you know, Full of Hell is also very, you know, grind quarry and and, and a little bit of death metal, sludge metal, and all over the place, power violence, all that stuff. How did you kind of fall into this, you know, crack of music, you know, just because it's so uh, extreme for the most part?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, since I was a kid, I've always listen to i was definitely like i kind of grew up in a smaller town at least um like half about like 10 years in baltimore than the other the rest of my life has been um in ocean city maryland so the guitar player full of hell um i started playing that band when i was 15 um i did the first tour when i was 15 i was like still in high school um and like i didn't tell my parents really hardly about it like yeah, i was like i was like look this band wanted me to go on tour they kind of thought i was like joking and then i was like It was just like August and it was like one, four weeks. I was like, I'm going. And they were like, what are you talking about? No, you're not. I was like, all right. And I left, you know, so I went on that. I did that. Like I started doing that. And luckily from then it was nonstop pretty much after that. But I will say that like I was into like punk and different stuff like that growing up. Um, Just my dad kind of was into some cool music as well.
0: And Maryland's pretty much like a death metal zone too.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, you know, maybe my dad was, like, listening to, like, you know, just prom, like, Slayer and things like this, like, a lot of, like, thrash and stuff like that, and, like, the normal things, like, a Black Sabbath to, like, grow up on and things like that, but um, being so young, I was still into that, I was, like, the only drummer in the area, basically, so the guitar player, Full of Hell, was probably 20 years old, I think, yeah, 20, he would have been, like, 20 at the time, so, like, really joining that that early, he really, like, showed me a lot and and you know um definitely like opened my ears to that style of music which has been basically like you know since then obviously like the main main genre but i mean i don't know as, as time goes on you get into so many different things right. you know like i still love like tons of jazz things like that you know um it's not just strictly crying for necessarily for me and it's not somehow i guess i've i mean full of hell's done a lot of other styles of right. like albums and stuff like that but um for jarhead i like it like i this is like my like grittiest style of whatever ignorant thing that i would like it to be at that time is gonna be you know it's a whatever i want band basically yeah yeah <laughs> that's know?
0: good that's cool yeah it's cool you have an outlet you know you can throw yeah. in like any kind of gimmicky thing you want to and no, and no pushback because it's not your band technically but your band
1: yeah no the next album next album will be a uh a a split with a rapper nice which is tba you know okay
0: do you have a timeline on that
1: because obviously uh there's no no timeline necessarily just because (laughs) of you know like we're writing but i'm writing but it's it's like covid has kind of thrown a big wrench in my life for sure you know
0: do, um, so speaking of COVID and all that shit, obviously you've had time to work on Jarhead stuff because it's mainly you. Uh, but mm-hmm. have you and the other guys gotten together or done anything as far as for uh, Full Hell?
1: Yeah, we just did an LP. Um, we just recorded in Rhode Island at oh, yeah. Machines with Magnets. Um, that, I think, will probably be out sometime in the summertime, I cool. imagine. But that's like a solo LP for Relapse. Um, and we also did um, while we're recording that like a live set for Decibel as well um, so those two things that's the the last two things Full of Hell has definitely been active um, Jarhead has been uh, still as active as we can be really with this um, we'll, we'll do a music video as well soon and then I have other plans of um, Full of Hell probably like at least music wise we we still have like a couple, like one other thing in the works as well um, that we're going to get record for. But um for Jarhead, yeah, we're, we're just doing that music video. And then I, I have plans of doing a solo drum album in the summertime. That's like the, the last thing that I have plans. And hopefully something, will, you know, by like wintertime next year, there will be like some sort of hope for maybe a tour somewhere <laughs> right but, at
0: some point sometimes you know
1: i don't like to like be like oh this is you know but that's everybody is like you know it's one of those things where you just book a tour and then it's like all right we'll cancel it when it comes right, time right. it's so like if november rolls around and we can't do said tour we'll just you know wait until the next one comes around i guess whenever that might be but you know hopefully there's like some eye-opening <laughs> <The situation laughs> shit that might yeah. happen you know, oh, and this the last time. That'll be that would be
0: good, uh, but I'm kind of starting to think we may be pushing it back to next year, even.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, that's fucking crazy. I mean, you
0: guys, you would, you guys would know more than me because you guys actually deal in that industry and you would be talking with people in that industry and knowing. I mean, right now, like
1: it seems like even the bigger bands is like November. It seems to be the the end of November seems to be the awakening of when you can tour but yeah um I, it's hard it's so hard to say at this point like yeah just you know, like you said you I'm,
0: just you book it and then
1: you hope yeah and, but good. like it's like is is live music going to be changed forever like are there going to be restrictions in certain countries for what you can do or how many people can come still for a while like i don't hmm. know it yeah. can be fucked up other places maybe not u.s but probably not u.s but <laughs> Everywhere else, there might be some restrictions that are, you know, there permanently. I don't know.
0: Oh, you mean permanently, permanently?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not permanently, but maybe even for like a year or two. Right, right, right. Like
0: limited, limited gatherings for a year or so. Gatherings,
1: Or like, yeah, it's hard. It's so hard to say. Or they just go like whole
0: 1984 and you have to have your little vaccination card with you all the time.
1: That's what I'm saying. That that might be a thing. Well, sort of certain countries, I think, kind of probably want to do that. You know, I don't know.
0: Well, I know Live Nation has been definitely, and I uh, I don't want to say definitely, but I've heard I've heard Live Nation has been toying with the idea of possibly making that a, uh, making that a thing for, to attend their events.
1: Yeah, what's like, especially the corporate places and shit like that. I bet you, you know, not but like bigger like companies like that. You know, yeah, yeah for, for sure, certain.
0: not yeah. like small like bar club venues
1: or something like that. Yeah, right? they want people, so <laughs> I'm sure they'll do whatever sure. they can at this point. They've
0: been hurting for a long for a long time, at the- and it'll be at that point. Um, they are doing some events like here in Florida. Like I previously told you, I was from Florida, and we've been pretty much open the entire time.
1: But they've been doing like, been open, very open, like bars have been like, there's some bars that still just don't even care in this, in this area. It's really yeah. pretty crazy. Nice. Get
0: the old traditional <laughs> ringer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we've been open for a while and uh, they are starting to do like like comedy events are starting to come here. And it it is limited seating though in those, so. Um, yeah. it, it was funny the last podcast I recorded with Brandon Sacrifice I asked what are some things that you think will carry over that were positive from covid that bands are doing that bands are doing now that may carry over for when the restrictions and all that stuff let up and touring resumes. I'm oh, sorry, would you say again? <laughs>
1: this, uh, this this phone call really, really no, good.
0: I was we were talking about some of like the you know the negative can uh, the negative takeaways probably from COVID that may be in, you know, like with the restrictions and blah, blah, blah going forward? Uh, but with Brandon Sacrifice, I was talking with him about what are some of the positive things that w- may come from, you know, this whole pandemic with bands having to kind of like rethink how to have income streams and revenue come in?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess like, damn, it's crazy. I mean, the only positives, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like the live setting. So for me, like any of the digital shit is like, I mean, that's like a cool plus, I guess, if you can add that or figure out more of a way to like incorporate that into your band. But for me, I'm like, I'd rather just play live. I mean, always a hundred percent, you know, and like maybe you have more time to throw into recording or maybe you have this time to take off for practicing and you get a little better at your instrument. That's a positive. But like for me, like the most positive thing out of like writing any of the music is playing it live because like recording is cool and all, but it's really like live is the, the best thing and the more people, the better. So like, I only want to play to more people. I mean, I'm, that's not, that's <laughs> not like the most, that's not important to me. Like I'll play like one person that's cool, but obviously like, you know, there's no like secret that like, if there's more people at your show, you're probably going to be more, ha- like you're going to be yeah. Well,
0: you're also, so. the vibe is, just going to be, better you're feeding off of more people and the performance is better
1: yeah like it's live is the is always the best i mean so for me i don't know i mean there is a couple positives like the practicing and stuff like that that aspect and like they throwing a little bit more time into writing but i don't know this time is out of this covid shit it's hard for me to pull any positives out of this situation for you. the most part you I know it's you. like it's a pretty negative time. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I try to pull positive shit out of it, but it's all of it to me. I'm like, damn, all of this is pretty fucking.
0: It, it's definitely harsh. been a bummer, you know, it is because yeah. we've, um, <clears throat> as, as you are accustomed to being at shows and playing shows and attending shows, I, I am as well. And like, it really took, uh, and we usually do these podcasts in person, you know what I mean? Up until the pandemic. So, When bands would come to town, they would just come over and, you know, we would just record a podcast. So I prefer that as well compared to this. But um, with the gap that's been this year of no shows, it really really affects you if you attend shows regularly. You know what I mean? Like whether it be an attendee or a performer. But like, damn – it, you know, it's just something that I've always done for most of my adult life. Ever since I was like a teenager, you know, I started going to shows. Yeah, and it is- just it just became a thing. It came like a part of me all the time. So like even then as an adult, I still go to like small you know small bar shows and shit and see like up and coming bands or you know big <laughs> festivals. So.
1: I mean, this is like the biggest part of my life. I mean, yeah. I based my entire life like on this, you know what I mean? So to be able to like, it's not that I can't do it because obviously there's ways, like you said, that you can find to like, you know, still create and still do things. But for me, I mean, it's more than half of it is the life. So like to have that kind of ripped away, it's like, it's annoying if anything, you know, that's what I would say like the most, the, it sucks and it's annoying, you know, there's no good part about this shit, right. you know, it's just, it's, it is what it is, though.
0: Um, How, how difficult is, is it for you to juggle both, both bands, and is it, does, is anyone else in the band also in it, just, like, obviously they probably are in a different band since Jarhead doesn't, isn't your full-time thing, but I know yeah. uh, Sam is also in Full of Hell, so.
1: Uh, yep, Sam's also and our other guitar player Brandon is the ex bass player of Full of Hell okay. before Sam. So it's it is three members from Full of Hell in this band. Yeah, Uh but it's pretty. It's it hasn't been that hard because Jarhead's been so inactive um for a while, but I think when everything I don't know. I, I'd like to say go back to normal, you know, but in the in this like fairy world where everything goes back to normal. Uh yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty hard to juggle, you know, both. But also Spencer has another band, I Flies, and Dylan has um he's in a couple projects, but he he has another band with Spencer called Sword Dream that just released a record today as well. Um which is sick uh so there there, there's still a lot of side projects that go on I guess between those dudes as well um but yeah juggling both it's it'll be slightly difficult I think um but I really just want to tour so like as soon as it's as soon as I'm able to just do that that's cool with me it's just full-time doing that and not having to think you know about working a regular job or something when I come home I'd rather just I'd rather be gone it's Better for me, at least. You know?
0: Yeah, when you when you're home working regular jobs, what kind of you know stuff are you kind of doing?
1: Uh, uh, so I so I I do like anything. I mean, like I have like a lot of, at least like any jobs really. I'm construction. You know, I end up working a lot of like construction and remodeling shit like that. And then also um, I do some retail stuff like high end sunglasses on a. We got like a boardwalk. I'm pretty. I'm like ten minutes away from the beach, so i also work sometimes at like a high-end sunglass shop on on the beach you know in the summertime nice. yeah. um so like between that it, there's a lot that i've a few other things you know i have always like i there's always like four ways i'm making money no matter what right. you know like i can't like <laughs> sleep at night without having <laughs> like other forms of income coming in at certain points it but it bothers me, you know, no, so yeah, I, have to, sure. I have to do it. But, and usually, yeah.
0: usually dudes in bands are very resourceful and they usually end up doing something, you know, relative with, with resourceful. With for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, you were saying earlier you have a pretty wild life. So like, I kind of wanted to talk enough about the music uh, before we kind of delve into that. But I guess, you know, I'm curious now because we got off topic with like the job situation and you being resourceful. So, I'd like to dive into the wildlife of David Bland.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My family is really crazy. I just, you know, my my pops is a wild guy. He was like, you know, like uh, a lot of the album, it's crazy. So my dad just, my dad just died of COVID uh, last week. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Sorry, um, man. No, it's all good. It's all good. I was even thinking about canceling this podcast, but I was like, no, no way. Like, I, he he's real supportive of what I do, so. It's it's cool to like at least, you know, hash it out. Well, damn, <laughs> damn, damn. His funeral is actually tomorrow, it's fucked up. So weird it like coincides with a record release. It's it's like
0: oh wow. It's yeah. an odd.
1: Yeah. Very odd things. I like it's just weird how shit plans out like that. Very yeah. weird. How a lot of the record is also like lyric-wise about him. So uh he's a crazy guy, just the escape prison. Um Wow. He, yeah, yeah. Uh that would have been, I mean, this is before I was born, but the escape prison from South Carolina, then went out down to New Orleans and helped run like a, one of the biggest escort services uh, in New Orleans. And that ended up getting the whole thing went down and like the main, other main guy of this, you know, escort service, you know, threw everybody under the bus. So my dad ended up getting like a long, long time prison. I mean, like 13 years total, Wow. Uh, like in maximum which is is wild because like the whole thing got popped, so he was you know hit for that. Um, but wow, what a crazy guy! He's, like his life story is just wild, and yeah, he's in jail actually, with like like bodyguarding like like serial killers, wow. you know, watching like you know, I mean, he's had a wild life for sure. It's an interesting guy. It was like best guy I've known. Just 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 from how crazy and interesting. I wish like you know I'd always told him like man I'd be sick if he did like. A, fucking radio show podcast just explain everything that like yeah. hash out everything that went down but you know time times tell i guess you know, yeah situation for, sure, for after, sure you know but there's a lot of like lyrical things based around just uh his past at least that 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 comes out like on on that record you know a lot of a lot of things are like mainly him me watching like you know like, a guy crumbled because of his past, you know what I mean? Because that shit eventually comes back up. Like, I never knew about it half my life. And then it was like, boom, one day you find out, like, the hardest ways, you know? Like, yeah, like, a corrupt uh, state marshal come to my house in Maryland from South Carolina. this dude, like, erased his file. uh came and it raided the house. That's, like, how I found out my dad was like, oh, like, they were all, my whole life, they're like, he, he never went to prison, you know? Right. Boom. Like, I mean, everything, I was young, so everything, like, didn't make sense to me, but then I was like, okay. So they they took him away for, like, a month. Man, pay all these crazy court fees and jail fees and shit like that, and, like, embarrassed the fuck out of him, just to be like, oh, yeah, you did serve your time, you know? We fucked up, and it was, like, right. the most wild shit I've ever seen. Like, it's still, like, it's still fine. There's, like, a video. Like, they dressed him up in, like, black and white stripes. Like, they don't do that shit right. to nobody. Like, <laughs> right. this, is, this isn't 19, fucking 20, you know? Like, there's... Who does that? You know, they gotta walk like the news, Wait for them, like oh, black and white, like yeah. escaped convict, caught after twenty years. It's like, yeah, you know, it makes a whole lot of sense. But I don't know. There's a lot of crazy shit in my family that that goes on. You know, just just dealing with. I guess like my whole family's from Baltimore, so it's it's really like it's uh. Sometimes your I, environment. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's sometimes people people uh. I guess you know you just grow up seeing crazy shit. It's just it just depends family to family. I think everybody that's probably grew up there, at least that's not like some very high income person has probably seen like a lot of wild ass shit. Just even like, spending fucking like ten years there, you see you see something crazy. You it's know? like the it's wire, just, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's like there's a, there's a sample from the wire on the on the record as well. Which, but, which one is that? Uh, it happens in the streets. Sacred, enter your sacred world. That's that song. What's
0: the what's uh, the uh, what's the sins aren't the sins aren't. Uh, that's
1: right? um that's um um. Oh man, I'm having a brain fart.
0: Is that the narc? Is that the uh, annihilate the narc or whatever? Is that that? That's the narc. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's the silence. On silence the narc. Yeah, that's from Mean Street, Sorry. It's, well, like, we like. We like like the mafia movies. The first pro, the first sample which is like lowered, is uh, is the departed sample. It's like Jack Nicholson saying in the beginning.
0: I'm not a uh, I'm not a product of my anxiety. My anxiety is a product of me.
1: Uh, a product of my environment. Oh, okay. My environment is a product of me. Okay.
0: okay. I thought it was just saying anxiety, but then I was like, why? Yeah, that makes sense that the title would be product of your environment, but yeah. So yeah. you guys are big on uh, samples, huh?
1: I like samples. Yeah. You know, we have, there's a little bit of like some like, well, I mean, I just like samples in general. But there's like some Mortician esque, uh, there's a Mortician cover on this record. So um, yeah, I mean, there's like that that kind of vibe comes from like the samples, but they're using more like horror samples and stuff like that, like mainly just horror samples and murder samples and shit. I don't know, it's kind of similar like that. I also like a lot of the West Coast pirate violence stuff. So a lot of that grindcore world is using. Uh, More like thug samples and stuff like that, which I've kind of, you know, half mafia, half thug samples. Right. Are really with
0: the, Speaking of thug with samples, and not to like, I don't know, just you're bringing up like an urban vibe with like more of a hip hop situation. You're, the artwork on the album is kind of like graffiti esque. So mm-hmm. when you you, yeah. you kind of seem to, live in both worlds you know what i mean like moonlight in in both the heavy and the uh i keep i hate saying urban but like hip-hop rap side
1: yeah yeah i mean there's like a song on there that's um there's a song i mean it's uh called agony churning that one is like supposed to be more of like a, a slow down like dj screw style vibe or something which is mainly samples and stuff playing with just like a steady drum beat kind of but real lowered and real real bass heavy um there's definitely like a a hip-hop vibe i i have plans for for jarhead at least to to eventually even record just a just a full dj screw style just slow rap album you know that's all there's gonna, a lot of you uh, other rapping? stuff to do was
0: that are you gonna do the rapping?
1: Like no, I just like rapper. the samples and stuff, you know? I'm not rap. I'll, I'll feature people, all right? Right. But I like the beats, you know? You'll that's
0: just good. be the, uh, you can You guys can be like the death metal DJ Khaled.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you what? Do you listen to like all, different shit like all day long? Like, you know, you're-, you're,
1: yeah. you're I listen to a lot right. of jazz and stuff, but I mean, I'm listening to all kinds of shit, rap and stuff. Who you listen well. to right now? Uh, in general, the, the, not the, just
0: in, in one genre, but in general
1: in general i mean there's a lot of just weird shit i also like listen to i'm listening to like um right now i like sam cook the meters Mm -hmm. uh some weird like old like funk stuff like that you know sun Ra, like alice coltrane coltrane and um i don't know there's a bunch of other stuff i also like you know i like a lot of like at least for newer rappers like some of the grisotto people are pretty cool um you know conway the machine and stuff like that but i like a lot of weird shit like ween you know uh yeah the soft side to you yeah that's my (laughs) soft side um i mean besides that i don't know there's other other cool things i I like the bug a lot the bug is cool like electronic stuff um i don't know i guess probably i listen a lot less metal you know (laughs) the last last couple months in yeah. life, I was gonna but say, like, what uh, I still like that. I still like certain bands. There's still classic bands I still listen to, like, you know, Immolation, stuff like that. Right. Uh, there's still plenty of classic. There's definitely also bands.
0: definitely a point when you've kind of realized you've just immersed yourself in certain genres for a long period of time. And, like, being in a band, you can definitely do that. That's why, like, most bands, when they're listening to music in the van on tour, it's something like completely different off the wall than, mm-hmm. like, what they play or what they
1: what the yeah from is. i'm obsessed with drummer albums too so i mean a lot of times i'm just waking up just throwing that on while i'm doing shit around the house you know stuff like that. tony williams billy cobham a lot of the new full of Hell stuff is like there's some like jammy parts in it too so a lot of influence from the drums is mainly just it's it's a ton of you know that style of drumming really i'm the Tony Williams is like a God to me. So, you know, did you,
0: did you just hear that as a kid and like got attracted to it? Or like, how did you get into the, or did you just like that music after getting into the drums?
1: Yeah. I just like drummers, you know? So, I mean, like Tony Williams just being Miles Davis drummer is the only reason I really like eventually you just stumble across it after watching, you know, classic videos, same thing with like Billy Cobham and other, uh, a lot of other, you know, people that are just around that world. Um, you just get on YouTube and then it's like, it's a, you stumble, anything after that, it's all related for the most part. So a lot of it's like, you know, you end up finding out cool things. And for me, beats, I'm like, are always really interesting. So the, the more I like the beat, the person, the person presenting the beat, the, you know, the more I like whatever group or whatever thing he does after that, you know? Right. So you yeah, it's like a gateway into that person's other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a I'm man, there's so many so many good drummers, you know, like and there's so many good bands that I think that I don't know, even simple rock bands that drummers make the band better just because of the way they play. Mm-hmm. Which is cool to me. Yeah. I just like watching people how they play.
0: <laughs> yeah, even some like even some easy easy sounding songs. They're just the new, like the small nuances make them like really complex, you know?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. There's tons of drummers that do it well.
0: Um, one of my favorite albums is uh, uh, Worship and Tribute by Glassstraw. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: And um, years after it came out, I found out that the drummer for Godsmack was the drummer on that album.
1: Oh, and, shit. yeah. yeah. They do say they did. Godsmack does some cool shit. They got the fucking, like the singer and the drummer. They get together. They right, do right, the drum right, right. solo shit. <laughs> and I, and when I was a kid, I loved fucking Godsmack when I was young. Oh, first yeah. That first album came out. I was like, and that's a new metal for me. It was for like, sure. you know, I was young enough where that was pretty opened me up to a lot of other things. So
0: I definitely I, grew up in the new metal scene
1: too. Mm-hmm, when I was absolutely. Kid. My dad gave me like, probably like, he loved New Metal, so he used to give me like, a stack of New Metal CDs. I got everything, you know, when I was, like, 10. I was like,
0: what? Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to ask, it's, like, what your dad was listening to, but it sounds like he was all, he kind of was your main influence. You know, like a lot of
1: thrash. It's like, basically like half thrash, half New Metal and everything, like, that you can think of. A lot know? of Machine like, Head everything. in
0: that in that house?
1: Yeah, he liked Machine Head. Yeah. He loved, uh, I mean, but, like, also, like, typical stuff, like, you know, Korn, mm-hmm. Slipknot, shit like that. At that point, it was still still popular yeah um he likes Sepultura as well he gave me the cd when i was a kid
0: it's really cool to see like the kids that are growing up listening to that music make music yeah. now so because they you know obviously they don't want to make that exact music and you know other genres have become big as well after new metal and after that that era of rock and yeah. but, it, but it has those nuance like the they they take the new music and mix it with those nuances. And it's really cool. Some of those, some of the, yeah, nuances. it's like,
1: it's cool. Just cause I think, I think those dudes were, I mean, obviously they're listening to good music while they're playing, you know, making what, what it is that they were making at that time, you know? So it's like, there's definitely things I think that come through that are like, maybe I wasn't catching on them, but I'll listen to now and I'm like, Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: You like some cool stuff. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I will say this after I found out about, uh, you know, God drummer, doing the drums on worship and tribute. I was like, well, I can't hate God as much now.
1: Yeah. But
0: it's cool. Um, so yeah, man, um, what's on the horizon for, you know, Jarhead as soon as you can, like what's, what's in the plan since you released
1: your album, you're releasing your album tomorrow. Yeah, man, my next time, I mean, my plan really is like, we're going to do a music video besides the music video. We're really just, um, there'll probably be a couple from this from this record. I really the next thing is it'll be a split with somebody, you know, whether it's rapper, whether it's band, some there'll be another record for sure like recorded by summertime. But cool. um I want to I want to really I want to like do the first like as soon as I can do a DIY tour, you know? I mean, as soon as things shape up like slightly. I if it, if we could be the first people to do it, it'd be amazing, you know, but I guarantee that I'll do a uh, uh, DIY tour immediately, as even if we get like a limited chance, like we can have limited shows, like, right. I will 100% immediately as that is available. A Jarhead will hopefully tour before Full of Hell does. You know, just because Full of Hell's, I think we'll probably if that happens, we'll probably wait it out and do something else. You know, I want Jarhead to like as soon as it's available, even like I even like I said, even if it's limited. I still want to just tour as soon as I can, you know?
0: Well, you may have to do that, like just avoid certain States. And I was going to say, I think like, like again, Florida, you may, you may even be able to play Florida now. I don't know. I'm not completely sure as to, you know, what the situation is, but
1: I'm hoping by summer, we have like an idea of like what we can do, you know? And if that is even like slightly, like in the foresight of like, we can play like even a few States, we'll do it, you know, immediately. And I would love to be the first band to like come back on the tour, you know? <laughs> hey, even if people are mad about of it. Of course. You know? Yeah, I
0: was gonna say you're definitely gonna have like a a bullseye <laughs> on you if you if you def, you know, if you get out there Hey, first. Yeah, look,
1: if somebody can have let me have limited shows, then fuck. Okay.
0: Yeah. What about um when you, you say DIY tour, like do you guys book your own tours or like does Closed Casket help out with Jarhead stuff
1: for that? So or? I think I mean um that I like I said, I mean in the next it's just so hard to say um what's gonna happen. But I think Jarhead will get a, a booking agent, you know. After this, um, yeah, like a decent amount of options. I think it just depends, really. On really, like this, it's it's not just be releasing a record after it having such like um, like a hiatus for the most part. Um, it's crazy to not be able to tour the yeah. song that you release. You know, right. that's like what it's a scary thing almost, but. This being our first LP, I don't think it it does any damage necessarily. You know? a lot
0: of people are listening to music right now too. You know what I mean. A yeah, lot of a lot yeah. of a lot of albums have done better probably uh, with coming out in the pandemic because more people are at home, more people are listening to stuff. So they got that stimulus. You that know? too. Yeah. That too. <laughs> These uh, kids that work
1: from jobs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did you guys link up with Closed Casket? Uh, so
1: Justin is full of how. Um, he's been the manager for a little while. Oh, okay. So we this is the this is the the best option I we could have chose for, for anyone releasing the record just because I think Justin's an amazing guy and uh understands really, the vision. He, yeah, he understands everything. Um he's close with us as well. Plus uh, it's he he's good at his job. He does really well and he cares, whereas Sometimes you see other people fade off of what they're doing and, and be overwhelmed. It's a very overwhelming position to be in. For sure. But uh, he kills. I mean, he kills it in every aspect. You know, everything he does. So you know, awesome. Hat off to him, really. <laughs> yeah, it's the best option. I and plus, it's like when you have when you're friends with somebody that's doing it for you, it, it makes it that much easier. And when they when there's no complaint to ever be had then there's, it really makes it the, I mean, it's the best option we could have ever had for, for our first LP, especially, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing.
0: That's great. Um, so to round it out here, what are some albums that came out last year that you've enjoyed uh, from the year 2020? Shit. <laughs> Feel free to look at your phone for any reference. I know i
1: yeah, it's a hard one. I never have these lists prepared, so it's like...
0: Yeah, no, I know. I kind of want to just see whatever pops into your head for the most part, but... I know. <laughs> You've been listening to too much old music. That's the problem.
1: That's what I'm telling you. It's Man. really, it's an, it's an issue, and like when you try to think about something new that came out that you're like wow i really loved this right
0: and certain things just make you want to listen to the other thing you know the what you've been listening to in general that's the hard thing about listening to music sometimes sometimes i'll find a band and they sound like one way and then i'm like well i'll just go listen to that instead like the band i'm only
1: listening to old music i've got like that you know i mean the new body record that just came out i love it Mm -hmm. as that's you know as of new records i've Pretty hard for me to like give anything just because that's been the that's that's the best one. I'll give I'll leave it at one. There you that. go,
0: boom. The body, <laughs> check it out, kids. All right, man. Well, uh, David, I greatly appreciate it, man. And again, uh, mm-hmm. sorry about what's going on in your life, and you know, I we appreciate oh, yeah. you for going through with this, man. And uh, the best for you and your family going forward, obviously. But uh, hopefully, next time we meet. We'll meet in person, and we'll uh, we'll Absolutely. be sitting on the couch having another one of these uh, talks, and see, we'll be able to talk about how nice it is to tour with Jarhead, you know.
1: Yeah, and more weed.
0: There you go. Yes, yeah, so that too. Yeah. We'll both. Yeah, we can both bring some. We'll we'll kick in oh, together.
1: I have it, worry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not if you're listening. Uh, don't follow the tour, uh, the Full of Hell van or the Jarhead Fertilizer van. They don't have anything.
1: <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs>
0: All right, man. Well, take it easy.
1: And again, thanks, man. Thank you.